But I thought that was that was great coming from a younger, a younger person that he enjoyed yeah. the the show, you know, the uh, podcast and right. the uh, the banter. He enjoys uh, bones, right? Even Jose that was on the other day. You know, I can't stop yeah. thinking about Jose since he's been on. Yeah, oh, what an impressive young man he is. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, I thought what you said. And he's on the Supreme Court. I can't believe it. Yeah, all right. Well, we need that hook, John. We need that connection. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, right. I mean, for a couple old-timers, it seems like, you know, there's some uh, mid-range guys in their 30s listening to the show and yeah. enjoying it, which is nice to hear. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we get ripped apart every day by the production crew and the directors, and you got to do this. John, you got to wear that. Phil, you have to say this. You know, and I'm just I'm That's not right. for it. Then we come here, we do whatever we want anyway, right? Well, they they know that that's the beauty of the show, that we do whatever we want, yeah. and it's the chemistry that floats the boat here. Yeah, that's true. Now, it's just it's just a shame. It's a temporary shame that YouTube apparently doesn't like our shtick. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't like. They don't like what we talk about or where we go. Guess what, YouTube? Mm. Wow, no Take your, bomb. I when you're, coming. Uh, give me a chance. I was being more creative I than apologize. the F-bomb. After you get done eating your good humor bar, Interesting. sit on your popsicle stick, and I hope it gives you several splinters on the way in and out. Ooh, okay. There on you go. Note, John, let's, start, let's do a countdown. And start the actual podcast. Shoot. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Jersey Alchemist. I am your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. Are you sincere when you said it like that today? I mean, was that a sincere you know what? introduction? Were Even you... when I F-bomb, I'm sincere. sincere. I mean, I didn't mean to question your sincerity, but I was just like... Are you, you're 100%? I don't know. You know, Bones kicked me under the table. Is that what, what it is? Bones, come on. I hear he's yeah. going behind my back, uh, you know, after the incident a couple weeks ago. He said something. Look, uh, you know, we, we do have plans for I'm the viewers things. that that Bones is going to, he's going to bring up the rear. No, no no pun, you know, with a reference to the rear. But okay. he's Bones is going to close the show today. Except, you know, when you were doing the countdown, I thought, you know what, we... We should have had him do the countdown next time. Next time, okay. I'll, okay, all right. All right, we'll let him have that. It's all right. All right. You want to try one more time or just want to? No, no, we just did it, didn't we? Well, you did it, but I didn't say, and Philip D'Angelo, I was, are you happy with your introduction? Yeah, because he's not going to do it now. Okay. He and feels, I'm, now he feels slighted. That's how he is. He's very temperamental. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. So. Right, and we've got, uh, you know. Our followers know we have celebrity chef Springfield Bones. You have to understand what he's wearing. He's wearing around his neck the keys to his heart. Mm. These are skeleton keys. One represents him, and the other represents Does he even his, have a heart job? his deepest. Oh, mm -hmm. oh wow. Well, you have to Bones. learn to take a joke around here. Enough yeah. Yeah, that's you know? just, oh my gosh. Now, Bones Bones has, I'll tell you what Bones has. Bones has the purest of hearts because he doesn't have all this fleshy stuff in the way. The flesh that screams for sustenance, the flesh that screams for, for liquid, for drink, 
for alcohol, the, the, the flesh that is so needy, Bones' heart is a spiritual heart. So therefore, Bones has the purest of hearts. Right, Bones? That's why he still, after all of these decades, still, still wears his double skeleton key around his neck. Mm. One for him, one for his love. Wow. We're not going to get into that now because, uh, uh, you know, we talked about, have, has anybody seen you cry on a previous episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Bones cry. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see. Uh, not, I don't. That wouldn't be a good look. No. But if it'll help uh, ratings and viewers, I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe we should make them cry. Maybe we should. Yeah. So uh, how are you doing today, pal? It's a beautiful, it's hot, a New Jersey kind of... Uh, a scorcher. It's a scorcher. Fourth of July coming up. Any plans? Um, yeah. My plans are to just beat the crazies. Beat the crazies, you know. I, I, oh, I'm your in-laws are coming up. <laughs> no, my in-laws, my in-laws are where Bones's heart is. They're in the spirit world, but um, no, you know, I had a couple of invites here and there, but I'm supposed to go out of state and um, going to see my daughter. Oh, uh, nice, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I really want to try to beat the crazies. I really don't enjoy driving on a holiday weekend. I mean. You gotta be a fucking idiot. I've had people say, oh, come down the shore. Come down the shore on the 4th of fucking July. Are you daft? For those who are non Jersey people, for those who are, I don't know, from the UK or Australia or India or, you know, we've got people following us on Spotify that are in, I think, Cambodia. I don't know. I mean, I do they have traffic in Cambodia? I don't know, but um, and in Russia, Cambodia and Russia. I mean, go figure. I someone has to speak English in Cambodia, and and they're watching. I bet you they're watching us for bones. Mm. Um, but if you don't understand the reference to going down the shore on a holiday weekend, especially a summer holiday like the Fourth of July. The Route 95 North-South Corridor is just choking. Whether you're going to Boston on a Friday night or whether you're going down from the New York um, um, metropolitan area on a Friday and you're making your way down toward Washington, D.C., or whether you're going from North Jersey to South Jersey to spend your time on the seashore, which here in Jersey we say down the shore. Even if you're going east, it's always down the shore. Yeah. Uh, but the traffic is staggering. You know, a drive that would take you an hour takes you two and a half or three hours. And that's minus any uh, accidents. That's it. I, uh, I, was, I had an appointment today, central Jersey, uh, jumped on the parkway. No go. It was horrible. I had to cancel well, uh, the appointment. Already? Oh yeah, a Friday. I, yeah. I believe. I believe. A half, an hour and a half on the parkway. I was like, "Are you?" I called the guy. I said, "Listen, yeah. what day? What time Tuesday is going to work for you?" Because uh, you know I'm not going on the weekend, the holiday weekend, and Monday nobody's working. Right. So you know it's crazy out there, John. You know New Jersey's what the most densely populated state. I mean, I think it is. We are packed in like uh, sardines uh, over here. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I, why do I think that some 
smaller state no northeast of us held that record. But I don't know. I think it's Jersey. Wow, interesting. I know California traffic is supposed to be brutal. The, you know what? Have you ever been to stuck in L L.A. traffic? I've never no, been I've been to L.A., but I've never been stuck in traffic oh, okay. ever. I, I just got lucky, I guess. Wow. Um, the craziest, tightest, most crowded place I think I've ever, ever been in my life uh, was in the area around, like, West New York oh. on a Saturday afternoon. I... I thought that all of humanity had been spilled out into West New York West on New that York, Saturday afternoon. For anybody that That's know, Hudson County, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is in New Jersey. Yeah. It's on the Hudson River. Yeah. You can see Manhattan, and it is packed over there. Wow. I mean, well, that's what made Hoboken so popular, John. I mean, well, everybody from New York City, they come over to this side of the river, right? Yeah. So it's so much, well, I mean, how much cheaper could it be now? I mean, but it's cheaper. Oh, it's, it's, you know, actually, oh, well, the, the realtors, God bless them. We spoke, we've spoken about realtors. They'll try to convince you that, that Hoboken, you should be paying more for because it's so close to Manhattan, but it's not Manhattan. Yeah. I, I worked for several years in Hoboken um, and uh, we did office hours out in a professional building right on uh, River, River Street. And uh, right by the Frank Sinatra Park on the water. And, uh, well, here's how it went. If you were stupid enough, unwitting enough to get in your car, and mind you, it was only really about a 37-mile drive from my house to where we had to work in Hoboken. But if you left your house anytime after 9 a.m., it could easily be a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And we're and we're talking and, and friends of mine that were physicians that clued me in that had preceded me there, you know. Uh, one woman said to me, "Sure, her eyes got real wide, and she says, oh, my God.'" She goes, "Make sure you don't have anything to eat or drink, and make sure you have some ability to go to the bathroom in your car." And I, I looked at her and I said, "Really?" She goes, "Guess what?" She goes. I pissed my pants the first time I got in the car and set out for Hoboken because, of course, I ate. I had a big, large, you know, coffee, and I downed that coffee, and then I had no idea. All of the traffic comes to a screeching halt. Where, when, and how? When you're on an elevated causeway overpass that's miles long, mm -hmm. and there's a concrete divider to your left and to your right. The only way to get off of that overpass is straight fucking down. And that would be you without your car. So when you get stuck there and the traffic stops and you're stopping and you haven't moved 100 feet and an hour has gone by and your bladder's already full, wow. it's formidable. So, yeah, so I wasn't going to let that happen to me. So I had all sorts of implements and objects in my car that if I had to... Save myself yeah, while I was yeah. stuck between those concrete dividers, yeah. it would have been okay. It, even if somebody was looking at me, I'd say, screw you, what are you looking at? Fuck you. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> want to soil a nice pair of pants. No, or my car. Or I'd car. rather soil the pants than the car. Or, yeah, that's true. Wow, that's something. But that's life in, New in North. That's the most northern point, uh, point of Jersey, right? What? I mean, North Jersey. 
Okay. What? Uh, by the Hoboken? Well, no, not North Jersey goes all the way up to. Yeah, but and that's true, Westwood and all that. I'm Maybe it's right the now. most easterly point. Right, I mean, so easterly, the most congested. Oh, congested. Oh, yeah. abs- oh my so God. Was trying to get right. It. Yeah, but it's definitely not northern. But walking on the walking on the on the uh, the water walk, if you will, it's a nice the walk. park is beautiful. They have fountains and they have memorials, and there's a sign to Frank Sinatra, which, of course, floats my boat. But then you watch the ferries, the ferries that go from the Jersey side to Manhattan and up and down. It's it's And it's such a historic place. The, uh, the Lackawanna Railroad Station is there. It's crazy, unbelievable. And I have to say that every day that I went there, I would walk right along the sidewalk of a, of a a bar restaurant. It was a big Irish bar restaurant called the Dubliner. Mm. But I never had the ability to go in because they didn't open until I think 4.30 p.m. And I was always there in the morning. And I said, you know, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. And it was a big place. It took like a big corner lot right in the city of Hoboken. And just when I thought it was safe to maybe one day I would hang around and go to the Dubliner, I looked, and it was completely vacant, done. The ceilings were coming down. It was another victim of the pandemic. Wow. Another victim. So was the diner I used to go to, the spa diner. I loved the people, Denise and John. Denise and John. Yeah, I know it's kind of crazy, right? The waitress was, and, and the manager was John. The waitress was Denise. I'm John. My ex-wife was Denise. No, no relation. Wow. But I loved those people. And they served me up my eggs and my toast and my coffee. And I had a bunch of videos on Instagram and Facebook from the spa diner. And had been there, I think, 80 years. Then one day I go, you know, kind of doing the hot foot from the parking garage to the spa diner. And I go to reach for the door. And I look, and it says for rent, and everything is gone. It's it's totally closed down. And you know something? Just for that moment, crazy ass John Gerard Gallucci became saddened and then infuriated because when you know the circumstances were contrived and intentionally created, and people are getting torpedoed, and institutions are dying off, and people are losing their jobs, and that's another rabbit hole. Um, all, all I could picture was me with my hands around a certain somebody's little fucking rat-faced bastard neck. Mm-hmm. That little yeah. a special someone has uh, gotten uh, sick two weeks in a row. And he, I'm sure he's got the juice to you, protect You know something? Uh, We've talked so many times about how everything in life happens for a reason. Mm. I'm trying not to w- look at you and Bones and the monitor. I got to look. When I speak, I got to look at the damn camera, right? It's just above it's just above the laptop monitor. Everything in this world of significance happens for a reason. Mm. It. I don't think for a second that if tonight you eat salmon versus halibut, it matters unless the halibut was meant to poison your ass. Then it matters. But... The people that pulled off what we, what the earth just went through, the entire planet, all of humanity just got dragged into hell by the foul, evil plans and deeds of just a a relatively small number of people. 
Now, I know that the Creator exists, and I know things are purposeful, but you know something? There was a person that betrayed Jesus of Nazareth. His name was Judas. And one can say, well, wait a minute. You know, he, he, he was a victim of his juice. He was a victim of his, his upbringing. Uh, you could say maybe the culture of the day. Maybe he would have been more aligned with the money changers than, than to be an apostle of Jesus of Nazareth. But, of course, we know the story. Judas delivered Jesus unto the, um, it wasn't the Romans, it was the, the temple guards. So these were the Jewish temple guards, and then they in turn turned them over to the Romans. But what did Judas do in the garden? The plan was that the one I kiss is, is Jesus, and he's the one to be arrested. And then after the whole story was over, what was the fate of Judas? Does anybody know out there, class? Raise your hand if you know. Well, was there forgiveness from the crowd? Was there forgiveness from the other apostles? Was there forgiveness from the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself? Well, apparently it doesn't matter whether there was forgiveness. Judas apparently hung himself. Yeah, and then there's, there's other versions of that story where, you know, he, either him or somebody else, cut his abdomen open and his bowels spilled out. I don't know that that's true. That sounds like embellishment, but could he have become so distraught with his own actions and evil deeds that he hung himself? Yes. Yes. So, you little rat-faced bastard, why don't you honor the Bible, which I know is hard for a Luciferian to do, but maybe you should hang yourself. I didn't say any names, did no, I? No, no, no. We're just talking in general. That's all. I think you should hang yourself to mitigate the curve of evil on the planet. Mm. Yes, that I had to do that, Phil. Ah, listen, I love when you do that. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it just seems like some strange things have happened. And getting back to your friends at the diner, I mean, yeah. there are a million stories like that. Small businesses out. You know, they might have stood healthy but their businesses, their livelihood, how they paid their rent, how they put their kids through school, you know, how they put food on the table. I mean, look, what? you know what? I ha it was one of those places. Was it a greasy spoon? Pfft. It was the the epitome of a greasy spoon that had been there for ages, and I would bet all of the little creatures that lived inside that mm. that establishment had probably had generations that went back to the Civil War. But but I loved that place and the people that went there, the local cops would come in, the local business people, television producers would come in. And we had a we had a you know, it was a coffee clutch. A little bit of American Oh my God, it was such it was such a like a Norman Rockwell painting. That's exactly what the spa diner in Hoboken, New Jersey was. And I have to tell you my heart breaks for that place, for Hoboken, for the United States of America, and for the good people of the United States of America. For all of you son-of-a-guns out there that live in other countries, and you might have, oh, I gotta be me. Remember that song? I gotta be me. Right. For all of you who may have 
a hard-on for Americans because you think that we're brash and we're, we're hoity and we're, we're all of everybody's a millionaire and all that crap. Or for the millennial non-binaries out there that are Antifa supporters that you, you feel the same way, go screw yourselves because there's no better people on the planet. And this is a Fourth of July expression or expressence. There's no better people on the planet than the average American. The average American loves you if you're from Germany or if you're from Italy or if you're from China, if you're from Japan, if you're from Canada or Australia or India or Russia or the Ukraine or on and on and on. Right, Bones? Right. So, yeah, so we've been, we have been hammered. So let me just finish this and then we'll move on. In a strange way that the United States was naturally protected from invasion, because let's face it, the Canadians and the Mexicans had no business thinking about invading us from the north or the south, and we had protection by the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. So by the time anybody got across the ocean to try to invade us, it was going to be lock and load, motherfucker, you know, sea and hell. They weren't going to do it. But our isolation set us up to be completely screwed by an evil ruling elite from the secret societies, from the three-letter agencies that were born of the secret societies. Yeah, and you know, I used to, up until recent times, I used to think that a lot of our factions here were Nazis that came here after World War II. Guess what? Now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to find out that a lot of the Nazis in the Nazi machine their think tank were American business tycoons like Prescott Bush and the Ford people, the Ford Corporation. And they took a lot from these people and took it there and implemented it via the Third Reich and the Nazi military machine. So for them to come back here, they were just coming home. So where does that leave the rest of us? The rest of us poor fucking slob useless eaters? It left us with a, I don't want to say a terminal case of cancer, but it left us in the hands of a bunch of evil psychopaths. Psychopaths. And, you know, on a TV commercial, they'll go to a commercial break, and then the next television show comes up, and they go, oh, bought to you by... Your friendly psychopaths. Where did the pandemic come from? Your friendly, homegrown, New World Order, communazi psychopaths. And if you don't believe me, gang, look at the fuck up. And then tell me what you think. Some journalists, John, because, uh, you know, our president is overseas. I believe he's on his way back. He is? Yeah. No shit. I know, I know you're disappointed. But uh, the, the journalist called it, you know, not New World Order, the Liberal World Order. Well, was that a provocation or was he really? No, no, no. He was just explaining himself and he explained what's going on with the, with the Liberal World Order. I mean, yeah. obviously he was a liberal journalist, but I mean, it seems to me like they're getting bold. And more uh, well, feeling like they yeah. can say like the really truth now and how they feel and what they're going to call it, you know, new world order, liberal yeah. world order, you know. I well, but here's, here's the interesting thing, Phil. I think that many, many, many 
uh, agendas are put through as a rider that they're supposed they're supposed to be connected to somehow to to liberalism and the left there's nothing there's nothing leftist about the new world order there's nothing liberal about the new world order it's tyrannical with a big fucking capital T it just is and you know something all you got to do is listen to that that piece of shit Klaus Schwab you will own nothing and be happy mm. hey Klaus come here come here come on over here no get why don't you come to Jersey you piece of shit Jersey yeah he wouldn't last two minutes in Jersey. wouldn't last two minutes in fucking Jersey yeah. north south east or west Wow. you wouldn't you fucking turd so on the eve of fourth of July John where people fought for independence and fought for their right to uh, not be overtaxed, right? Not, no taxation in abundance. Uh, free will to worship any god they wanted to without government uh, intervention. I mean, on the eve of that holiday, mm. I think this podcast mm. is very appropriate because it seems like we're on the eve of, you know, like another... We're on the eve of destruction. The country can go either way right now. I mean, oh, we're in World War. Well, we're in a civil war. We're in, yeah, we're in a civil war. It's just that we don't fight physically or with guns. We're in an ideological civil war. And for those of you people on the Fourth of July holiday weekend, for those of you who actually believe these stupid FF, God forbid, killings. We're not talking about the people in the um, congested, crime-ridden cities that are killing each other, God forbid, with whatever means they have, you know, unmarked handguns, stolen handguns, this handgun, that handgun, a rifle, a shotgun, a knife, a rope, you're hitting people on purpose with cars. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the well-planned and executed, no pun intended, um, F-flag, false F or F-flag events that are occurring with greater frequency where a bunch of people are shot up. And these factions that are using these planned events, not saying they didn't happen, and by the way, some of them didn't happen, but most of them do, God forbid. That just shows you the depravity and the evil nature of the people that are doing this. Why are they doing it? Well, they don't care about slaughtering people, people at a country western concert in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. They don't care about that. They don't care about going to a, a homosexual nightclub in Paris or wherever that the Bataclan was and killing 50 people. They don't care about knocking off a bunch of children and a teacher or two, they have an agenda. And the agenda is to unarm the population so that when they really want to push that, that big T button, the tyrannical button, and they want to lock us down and, uh, and meld us with AI so that they can do anything they want with us, people, if you don't believe that that's their agenda, I mean, you you have you have right. got yeah right so it's it's all in the pipeline. The question is, are you gonna just go quietly into that sweet good night?
or you're going to fight for your rights, or you're going to fight for your liberty. And you know something? Oh, here comes one of my, ooh, that fucking piece of shit, the Pope, that, that worthless, evil imposter that tries to sell himself off as the vicar of Christ, Jorge Bergoglio, you evil thing, you. I don't know who I have more disdain for, you, Anthony Fauci, or Bill Gates, or Nancy Pelosi, or George H.W. Bush. He's gone, so we'll substitute uh, a W. Idiot douchebag W in for his, his, his disgusting father. But the vicar of Christ? I think not. He's a Luciferian. He's a Satanist. All you have to do is look it up. And you know something? They're trying to drag humanity down into, into the underworld. And um, are you just going to let that happen? Right? So there's a video where he was interviewed. And, and the concept of liberty, he scoffed at liberty. Well, only a psychopath scoffs at the concept of liberty. Only a psychopath. So, uh, Jorge Bergoglio, you imposter piece of shit, you're evil. And guess what? I hear rumbles that you're going to resign. Another pope, the second one in a row that's going to resign. You're not supposed to resign. But then again, if you really aren't the vicar of Christ, you could just resign like you don't want to be an Uber driver anymore. So you're an imposter from the get-go. That's what you are. You and your little hidden hand Freemason picture that's on the Internet. John, the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, if you will, has come down with some uh, decisions recently. And, you know, if you're an elected official, tell me how you feel about this. You're an elected official, a state senator. I mean, how do you talk bad? about the Supreme Court. I mean, who does that? You're, you're attacking the fabric, the fabric, the fabric. Where'd that come from? Fi I think I was going fiber. And yeah, fiber. yeah, well. But well, which is all one and the same. You're, you're attacking the fabric of this country to have that, that, that arm of the government yeah. that's supposed to be just clear mm -hmm. thinkers. They're supposed to just say, you know, say it as it is. And these senators come out, and if it doesn't go their way, their political side, right. they rip the court to shreds. Even the president was in Spain with the other uh, with the other leaders, and he even ripped his own Supreme Court. Um, other leaders of the uh, world. Okay, that's terrible. that's a great great observation. Um, and here's here's what I have to say about that. Let it fall. Right? Yeah. We are, well, the world is in complete turmoil and upheaval. And it's being dragged into chaos by members, high-ranking members of secret societies and the New World Order and all of that crap. And they're all arm-in-arm -arm in a clandestine fashion with the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission, all of which Hillary Clinton and, and the Bushes and the Rockefellers were, were part of. You know, and, and it may be conspiracy theory, but apparently, you know, look out, for the, look out for the politician, the young politician that comes up and he's got, he's got questionable family um, 
beginnings like Barack Obama or um, Ooh, Bill Clinton, like 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 Bill Clinton, right? Bill Clinton, they said, oh, oh, he never really knew his father. Guess what? Apparently, his father is one of the Rockefellers. Is there a Winfried or a Winnevere Rockefeller? Apparently, that's who Bill Clinton is. So he's in a he's in an, he's from an evil bloodline. So uh, the original question you asked me was. No, don't ask me to go that far back. Uh, about state senators, how you know, just because a, a decision comes down from the Supreme Court that yeah. doesn't go their way, right? How do they? How do they? How do they, how do they get? A, how do they get away with being politically agenda-driven charged? Yeah, right. It and support, and I and I went. I did the John thing. I went down my own rabbit hole here. Um, we're we're looking at the dissolution. We're looking at the degradation. We're looking at the. The rotting in real time of uh, the moors and institutions that we thought were our bedrock from before we were born. So if that's what's happening and that's what's intentionally happening by the dark side, then it's easy for people, for politicians to breach um, the Constitution. Because let's face it, there was a constitutional republic set up by the founding fathers, whether they were Freemasons or not, that's, we have to go back to at least what they did. And then in 1871, the uh, constitutional republic was, was kind of uh, rebranded and recreated legally uh, into a corporation. So the United States of America, there's there's two United States of America. One is the Corporation of the United States of America, which really doesn't apparently have any legal ties to the Constitution, but the Constitutional Republic is. That's why they say uh, that uh, when Donald Trump was elected uh, the 45th president, that was the 45th president of this legal um, corporation the second coming of the United States, so to speak, and not in a good way. But let's say he gets back in. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. Um, I try not to think about that because, you know, until something like that happens, I don't want to think about it, right? But if he comes back, apparently, I think he would be the 18th organic constitutional um, president of the Constitutional Republic of the United States. So it's 45 versus 18 because the original lineage was stopped in 1871. So it's easy for these, these douchebag, disgusting, self-serving politicians, it's easy for them to chip away and chew away at the pillars of our of our nation. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Now, we don't want it this way, but the people in other countries might say, oh, those Americans, oh, they get what they deserve because they elected their leaders. Well, apparently, apparently now, apparently for decades, it wasn't the populace electing the leaders. The leaders were put in place by a corrupt, clandestine system, and that goes both ways. It goes to the Republicans, and to the Democrats, and both of those factions have been fucking with and destroying humanity together in harmony. That's why if you look up 
the fact that Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, beat the balls off of George H.W. Bush in the, the presidential uh, race, they were best of friends. They were best of friends because they were both New World Order evil types. John, if you had to alchemize the extreme darkness of this podcast, how okay. could you do? All right, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to say every single one of you who can hear our voices on the Jersey Alchemist, every single one of you, I want to say it doesn't matter what country you live in. No. Uh-uh. No. Um, stand up for yourself. Stand up for your nation. There's nothing wrong with wanting the country that you were born and raised in or the country that you love that you were naturalized into. You want that country to be the best and the strongest it can be for itself. That doesn't mean that you want it to be done at the expense of other people. Because when we, when we, uh, we think we're elevating ourselves at the expense of others, that is not ascension. That is not strength. That is weakness. And you'll find if you scratch the surface, scratch the surface, it's like a scratch and sniff in a magazine. When you take a good hard look at your politicians, regardless of your countries, it's a scratch and sniff, except instead of a perfume, it smells like dog shit. All politicians, when their surfaces are scratched, ultimately are dog shit. So, how to alchemize this? The only way to do this, people, is to fight fire with fire. What do I mean? These evil types are profoundly spiritual. They are not devoid of their esoteric, supernatural, metaphysical, spiritual uh, uh, proclivities or powers. Oh, they're all about that because they are fueled by Satan. They're fueled by the dark side. They want to destroy God's plan for humanity. They want to destroy the beautiful stew, the beautiful stew pot that is the, the world, humanity. You've got to have Ireland. You've got to have Poland. You've got to have Honduras. You've got to have Russia. You've got to have the Ukraine. You've got to have China and all the other countries in there for it to be a delicious stew. You can't just have Everything poured into the blender that will be the tyrannical new world order and hit blend. And now it's nothing but diarrhea at the behest of the World Health, the, the World Economic Forum, the horrible, ugly, satanic son of a bitches that are out there that want to cull the population down to less than 500 million people because then we're easy to control and will be will be chipped in and under surveillance and all of that crap. And if you think I'm blowing conspiratorial bullshit at you, no, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. And that's the reason why a program like this gets shadow banned and censored. Okay? So if you don't believe directly what I'm saying, look at the collateral logic. So how do you do this? How do you fight evil spirit? You fight it with the pure spirit. You fight it with the love of the Holy Spirit. Now, it, if it sounds hypocritical because I get angry and I F-bomb and I, and I do all those things, that's just my third dimensional show side. I said it before, 
if I sat here like a pink and blue fucking marshmallow going, oh, it'll all be okay. No one's going to watch. And I won't get lots of crap off my chest. So, people, you need to turn to prayer. You need to turn to the creator. Whatever word you use for the creator, you need to turn to prayer and meditation. Because if you're a light, if you're a lamp burning brightly on your lampstand, you will drive out the darkness. And the darkness is coming at us from every crack and crevice of this planet. This happens to be the 4th of July weekend for the United States. That's the Independence Day weekend when we broke free from the crown. Pfft, don't make me laugh. The crown. The crown is nothing but smoke and mirrors and evil. That's why they're, when you scratch the layers of, they peel the layers of their onion, they're all tied in with the Vatican and factions of the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So people pray, meditate. Um, thank God. And we got a few words from the Bones, great the, the great, great ones. ones. That's right. It's finally his time. safely, don't drink and drive, have a good time, God bless everyone. Well, thanks, oh, Bones, that's wow, really, wow. that's, you know, that is wonderful, that, it, wonderful. that, is, that is wonderful, it's, that's, that's just amazing. He does have a heart. He does, oh yeah, big heart. Remember people, I have my special request, I will be heard, like, subscribe, share. Tell people about the Jersey Alchemist. Yeah. Because we are in this fight together. The team player. God bless. God bless That's Bones. You know, walking to work today. Oh, yeah. It's nice, even though it's extremely hot and humid. Really? Uh, the case of the day is that uh, makes me wish I had a car. Yeah. Well, why don't you have a car? What happened? Why not? You got great eyesight. Better than mine. Well, they say they don't believe that I'm five foot nine and I weigh forty-five pounds. They said it's it's just impossible. Ooh, ooh, that's what they got you on. For real? What do you think of that, Phil? I think that uh, you know there are rules and regulations. Uh, sometimes there's exceptions. Yeah, but that sounds like bias to me. They you know, that skeletal the bias. Fucking state, skeletal bias. Well, yeah. They're saying that just because he's 45 pounds, they don't want to give him a driver's license? Oh. Think of all the, 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 the mileage he'll save. His gas, his gas mileage will go up because there's like nobody in the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it's the law. It's New Jersey. There's so many different uh, regulations. All right. Divers wake up. A diver's weight belt. Wear a coat over. You know what, Bones? You got to do that in the winter with an overcoat. Yeah. And you'll get your weight up to 125, 130 pounds. And just tell them that you're a soccer player. That's all. Yeah. It'll work. Hey, I, I back you on that. Sure. So should we do a, an Amazon search on 
an internet search on divers' weight belts? Yeah, let's get them on divers' yeah. weight belt. We'll put on. We'll take them to DMV. Right. We'll give All them right. some driving lessons. All right. Okay, Bones. Well, look. Thanks for closing the episode, Bones, brother Bones. We're gonna call you. Oh, that's what's coming down the road for you, brother Bones. He's right. gonna be a preacher. Oh, there you go. All right. God bless everybody. See you soon on the Jersey Alchemist and happy 4th of July for the Americans out there. Take it seriously, people, because you're about to lose your country. And for those who are not Americans, happy 4th of July, because the concept is all about liberty and freedom and justice for all. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Till next time.